0: Hello and welcome to a new podcast. This is Thad Ismort. I am a senior financial planner at Baltimore, Washington Financial Advisors. Today, we're going to talk about mistakes people make in retirement and how to avoid them. This is the second part of a two-part series. First, let's talk about transferring qualified accounts. What's a qualified account? Qualified account is Uh, an IRA, an individual retirement account. It could be a Thrift Savings Plan. It is a 401 one k, a 403 b. Qualified just means that it is created in accordance with the IRS guidelines. Uh, It's typically in a tax-deferred basis. You can also make Roth contributions if the plan allows it. But there are special ways, rules, that you want to follow when you transfer these accounts to other accounts, perhaps because you are retiring or you're changing jobs. One thing to think about, if you have employer stock in your retirement plan at work through your employer, former or current, when I say employer stock, I'm not talking about Apple or Amazon, unless you're working for them. This is your employer's stock. Some companies have them. If they're public, you can buy them in your 401k, could be through a stock purchase program, Um, It could be through a number of ways. If you have this stock, when you leave your employer, the IRS will allow you to transfer your stock to an investment account, and any pre-tax dollars would go into an IRA. Any after-tax dollars could go into an investment account or it could go into a Roth IRA. I'll talk about that in a second. Well, why would you do this? Well, the IRS recognizes that you paid, called your cost basis, for the stock. The IRS will allow you to take whatever value of the stock you have and put it into an investment account. The entire amount is not taxable to you. Only the cost, total cost, is taxable as ordinary income. You haven't paid taxes on it yet, have to pay income taxes now. You're thinking, well, why would I want to pay taxes if I don't need to? Well, if there is any appreciation, the more significant the appreciation is, the better to do this. Any appreciation is deferred until you sell it, at which point if you had it, in your account or held it for more than 12 months, it'll be subject to long-term capital gains. Typically, that's 15% the rate. Sometimes it's zero, depending on your tax base, your cost or your tax rate, your marginal tax rate, tax bracket. Sometimes it's more. But this could be beneficial more so than taking that same stock and putting it into an IRA. If you did that, no taxes will be due until you withdraw it. But that same stock, when withdrawn, is treated as ordinary income. So if you're going to be in a higher tax bracket than 15%, well, you're paying more tax than you could have if you used the net unrealized depreciation transfer. The second mistake some people make is rolling over the retirement plans. You can do a direct rollover, really it's called the trustee-to-trustee tax-free transfer. Um, It's from one institution to the next institution. It is made payable to the custodian institution from where or to where it's going for your benefit. You could also have the check made payable to you. If you do, well, you'll have 60 days from the point that the check is written, the money is withdrawn to put it into a retirement account. This is called an indirect rollover. We had a client several years ago came to BWFA for the first time. And I was looking at his tax return, and I saw that he had a large taxable distribution, 300000 or so. I asked what happened. He said, well, I changed jobs. I forgot about this check. Too much time went by, and it was all taxed to me. So he paid $100,000 plus in taxes because he forgot. Even if it's one day, you can't defer those taxes. It's all going to be taxable to you. So just always have the institution that your the money's coming from, your former employer, for example, have, the check, have them make the check payable to the new custodian for your benefit. And one more example of improper transfers of qualified accounts would be, and I mentioned this before, if you have after-tax dollars in your retirement plan, some employers allow that. I'm not talking about Roth, but some employers allow after-tax dollars. If you do, the IRS will allow you to take those after-tax dollars when you roll them over. Not into an IRA for where the pre-tax dollars are going, but into a Roth IRA, even though they're not Roth dollars. The IRS will allow you to take those after-tax dollars and roll them into a Roth IRA. Doesn't happen often, but I have seen it where someone rolled over their plan prior to coming to BWFA and they had the majority of their balance was in pre-tax dollars, but they did have some in after-tax dollars. And the representative simply asked, hey, do you want me to send this to your bank account, which you can do? And the person said yes but they didn't know, well, they didn't need it, but they didn't know that they could roll it over to the Roth. So just know if you have Roth dollars or after-tax dollars when you leave your employer plan, you can put those after-tax dollars into a Roth IRA. Next, we're gonna talk about withdrawing money. So you're retired and you need to decide how are you going to take money out of your retirement accounts? Well, there's a certain way you wanna do it in certain circumstances. Let's assume you are going to, or you're thinking about retiring early. If you leave your employer after the age of 55, you can withdraw funds from your current, now former employer's plan, penalty free. All you had to do was leave after the age of 55. Typically to withdraw funds from a qualified account, an IRA, 401k, you have to be age 59 and a half or older to avoid that penalty. Still gonna be taxed, but you could avoid that penalty. In an IRA, there is no age 55 exception. So if you left your employer or you're thinking about leaving your employer after the age of 55, you'd wanna leave some funds for the most part in your employer plan, depending on your situation. Whereas if you take those funds and transfer them to an IRA, a trustee to trustee transfer, any distributions from the IRA after age of 55, but before age 59 and a half, will have a penalty applied to them. In addition to that, once you reach age sixty-five in Maryland, Maryland excludes a little more than thirty thousand dollars per person per year from four hundred one k distributions from income taxes. If you move money over from an IRA, there is no exclusion from distributions from an IRA. It's important to note that these exclusions are per person. Married couples have each out each of you have this exclusion amount. And it's offset with Social Security. In Maryland, Social Security benefits are not taxed. This exclusion amount is offset dollar for dollar. So if you're receiving $30,000 of Social Security income and you take a $30,000 distribution from your 401k, well, there is no exclusion amount, assuming it's 30,000, it's a little bit more than that because you already received the benefit of no tax on your Social Security benefits. But many people wait to start your Social Security benefits beyond age 65. If you do, well, you could take some money out of your 401Ks, 403Bs, and not have it subject to Maryland income taxes, at least a portion of it is. Again, the IRA, IRAs do not get the same pension exclusion amount. If you are retiring or thinking about it or have retired prior to age 55, Regardless of where your funds are, 401k, 403b, IRA, you are still eligible to avoid the penalty. You can use what's called 72T distribution. 72T is just the IRS code. These are also called um, substantially equal periodic payments. There's three methods, three calculations, formulas to use. Once you set up these distributions, it is a way for you to receive distributions from your retirement accounts prior to the age of 55 and avoid the penalty. The one caveat is you must have these distributions continue beyond age, excuse me, up until age 59 and a half. If you miss any of those payments, you're gonna owe back tax or back penalties on all of those distributions. So just know there are ways around it even if you're under the age of 55, because many people wanna retire before age 55 if they can. Financially, if you're able to, you can avoid that. If you need to draw on your funds, you can avoid the penalties using 72T distributions. And lastly, I'm gonna talk about required minimum distributions. Don't wanna ignore these. There used to be prior to the Secure Act, the largest tax penalty in the IRS code and it was 50%. The penalty was for missing your required minimum distribution. Back then, if you did miss your distribution, wasn't a big deal, you or your accountant write a note saying, I'm sorry, take the distribution right away. And the IRS would waive that penalty. Not many people paid that penalties, but you don't want to miss them. Uh, Now the rule is a 25% penalty. You may think, oh, that's great. Well, they made a little subtle change. Now, if you miss it, you won't have to pay the 25%. But instead of missing it and waiving the penalty, if you miss it, you're gonna have to pay 10% penalty. So the penalty is lower, it's on 50, it's 25. But instead of waiving it, you still write a note. Now they're going to lower it to 10%. So I would suggest even more so now, don't miss your required minimum distributions. It's also easy to make these mistakes because you cannot aggregate, for the most part, required minimum distributions. You can aggregate IRA distributions. You have to calculate it from each IRA. But you can all take it from one IRA if you wanted to for all of them. You cannot aggregate 401ks in IRAs or any other retirement accounts with any other retirement account. Similar to the IRA aggregation rule, you can aggregate 403B IRAs. So if you have more than one 403B, you can, well, you need to calculate all of them, but you could take it all from one if you wanted to or separately from each of them. Those are the only two exceptions, 403Bs and IRAs. I have seen where some of our clients have both types of accounts, 401Ks, 403Bs, IRAs. But because of the aggregation rule or the lack thereof, you might find yourself in a pickle. And here's an example. Let's assume you have a 403B, and this is really for those folks who are required minimum distribution age and they have retirement accounts at former employers still, or you're still working beyond age 72, 73, or 75. Those are the new required minimum distribution ages. But Let's assume you have a 403B and you had it at the end of December 31st, 2022. You're required to take a distribution this year out of that 403B. But let's assume that you were still working and you didn't have to, but you're eligible to take the money out and move it somewhere. So you did. You moved it to an IRA. Now your 403B money's in an IRA. But then something happened, whether it was a health issue or you just decided to call it quits, you retired before the end of the year. Because you didn't work through the end of the year, you are required to take a distribution from the 403B, but you already moved the money out into an IRA. So there is a required minimum distribution from the 403B, but there's no money in the 403B. Avoid that. Talk to a professional to make sure you don't avoid that. If you're wondering what happened, you could either put some money back into the 403B if the plan allows it, but most likely it will not. In most cases, you'll have to take a distribution from the IRA or wherever the money went to. Write a note to the IRS letting them know you took it on time. There wasn't money in there. The same result happened, meaning they got their taxes exactly the same amount. This shouldn't be an issue, but it's one headache you can avoid if you simply follow the rules or work with someone who knows the rules. Those are three more mistakes. Hopefully you will avoid them. If you don't or can't or have questions, let us know. Stay tuned for more podcasts about mistakes and how to avoid them. Thanks. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore, Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance your investment objectives and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.